She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. The ICI, I, I pronounce it Vicky. everyone, Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast. Of course, if you don't already know and you're tuning in for the first time, I'm giving you a heads up. This this podcast is a monthly podcast, which means you get an episode a month. I started this podcast back in 2019 in January, and I am halfway through season three. <laughs> so, of course... Today I present to you the last episode of Season 3 for 2023. Season 3, Episode 12, The Bank Job, which aired November 28th, 1987. In this episode, Harriet, Jamie, and Vicky foil a bank robber. This episode's got a 7.9 out of 10 based on 18 ratings, which to me feels very high. So we got... A bank robber. Oh, gosh. We got Brandon Brindle in this episode. Good grief. Wonderful. We also have Doug Cox as teller. We have Mark Burke as police officer. And Millie Barron as the customer. So I guess there's just one other customer other than the three kids in the bank. This episode was directed by Bob Claver. We have writing for this episode... Paul Robinson Hunter, Howard Leeds, the creator, and Warren S. Murray, story editor, executive story editor, and also Bruce Kane, executive story editor. And as always, there's never trivia, there's never user reviews for these episodes, so I believe when I covered the last episode, The Fats of Life, and I was reading up on this being the next episode... The bank job, and I was just thinking about back in 2019 when I watched all of different strokes. There was an episode, I think it was probably season three or four, where Arnold goes into a bank while a bank is being held up by a couple robbers. And that was an episode that Conrad Bain, who played Philip Drummond, actually would come on when these really serious, hard hitting. TV episode not to be missed episode of the week would air and he would just say this could be frightening for younger viewers proceed with caution just know we're not here to scare people we're just trying to promote awareness and it, it just, yeah it was I mean I was on the edge of my seat with that episode um when Arnold went in there and then Philip and Willis went in there and oh god I thought they I, I thought they were gonna kill Philip I was really really worried just the way that Arnold and Willis were just like no dad no don't don't go with them oh my gosh I just uh, such a nail-biting episode this, however, I, and again, I, you know I don't watch these episodes ahead of time, so I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think this episode of Small Wonder is going to be as nail-biting as that episode of Different Strokes was. So, whew. without further ado, let's jump into the bank job. 
So my guess is how did they even get to the bank to begin with? Did Jamie decide to finally open up his own bank account? Has he actually saved money? Because it just seems like Jamie is such a spendthrift that I don't think he's got two nickels to rub together to be able to... And I'm just wondering how much it costs to actually open an account. The movie Blank Check, I can't remember how much it costs to open up a bank account, but it was like $100 or $150 or $500 or I can't remember, but $19.94, even $100 for 12 just felt hard to come by unless you were saving your money. I don't know any birthday or Christmas where you're getting $100 from someone or combined. Maybe combined. Okay, 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 hold on a sec. What's up with this? So we got the episode not in the kitchen. Uh, <clears throat> starts out in the living room. Jamie looks like he's gotten a haircut. Or at least it's not as messy as usual. And he's actually dressed quite well. Normally he wears like short sleeve polo tops or button-ups or whatever. He's actually wearing a collared shirt underneath a sweater. And he's like, hey, Mom, see ya, I'm going to school. And she's just jumps lounging on the couch. I'm like, well, wait a second. Aren't you his teacher? Why aren't you going? Unless he's got a different teacher. But I don't think, no, he doesn't have another teacher. She's his teacher. <clears throat> Unless she's still subbing for that teacher that, like, died or, I don't know. I don't think she died, but retired. Or I don't think she's been out sick for a year. I don't know what to think, honestly, at this point. I'm guessing it sounds like Jamie's expecting, you know, his dad usually maybe drops him off to school. No way is he riding the bus. I don't know how far. It seems like some of these shows have kids walking to school. Like, they are within walking distance of school. So let's find out. Not, I'll see you there. Your father's back on his health kick again. <clears throat> he went jogging. He took Vicky with him. Oh, he said he was going to run five miles. Bullshit. Now I know why he took Vicky with him. He needs someone strong to carry him home. <laughs> I'll, I'll get it. No wonder why she's not going getting ready to go to school. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, she's carrying him home. Bullshit. Do I look like I need more exercise? <laughs> Not right this minute. But you gotta think about the future. I mean, one night you could go to bed looking like Shelley Long and wake up the next morning looking like Shelley Winters. <laughs> okay, so the start of this episode really is not going in the direction that I assumed it would. <clears throat> so, Ted's jogging five miles before he has to go to work? 
And it turns out, he didn't even, he made it like a mile and Vicky carried him the other four. Well, wait a minute, if you're jogging five miles, when you gotta jog five miles back? I don't know. Because when Jamie comes down and asks, like, hey, where's dad? Is he gonna give me a ride to school? And he's on his health kick again. You know that scare that he had when his co-worker, like, dropped dead? Yeah, that. Uh... Did he drop? Did he have a heart attack? I can't remember. But Ted was getting everyone into exercising and everything. So when the doorbell rings, Joan opens it. They're acting like this is a fucking Saturday. If Jamie didn't have his backpack on and say I'm ready to go to school, I'd assume it was a weekend. They're not acting like this is a school day. I'm confused. I mean, if Joan's only teaching Jamie's class, ones that are Blue Moon. Who the hell's teaching at the other time? The other teacher? I just thought she was his permanent teacher. But anyway, Joan opens the door, and Vicky is, like, cradling Ted, who is, like, out of breath, winded, just like, ugh, honey. She, she thought he was he had had a heart attack or a stroke or something, and that's why Vicky was carrying him. Not to mention, speaking of Vicky, she's not wearing her white pinafore red pinafore dress she's wearing yellow leggings with or stretch pants whatever you want to call them and a red top with a i think it's a koala bear but that's just i mean and the fact that i mean has how long has ted been doing this supposed five miles because he must have just started so i'm gonna do five miles like dude no that's something you eventually work up to and not to mention you want to do it early enough so you have time to come home, take a shower, because you probably fucking stink, and get ready to go to work. And start your day, you know, give yourself time to, like, sit for a second, eat something, and then you got to start your day. I don't know. It just seems like if you're to do that, uh, you want to do it before work or after work. Uh, I honestly would do it after, because you put in your day... Granted, you're tired. I'm not saying you got to run five miles, but anyway. And then Ted's like, oh, honey, you got to try it. I mean, one day you go to bed looking like Shelly Long, and then you wake up looking like Shelly Winters. I don't even know what that woman looks like. I've heard of the name, but I have to see a picture to see if I recognize it. I probably wouldn't. And she looks at him and she's like, honey, do you think that I need to work out? And she's not concerned. She's like, huh. What are you saying? He's like more saying like, no, it's not, you're not out of shape. You're just, you know, for your heart health and you want to live a long time and everything like that. So now we got her working out with Vicky. What is that? A soda can on top of the TV? Only in the 80s do workout clothes come with suspenders. Oh, suspenders and leggings of uh, fuzzy leg, adorable, adorable. Okay, come on, let's keep those jumping jacks going now. Let's get rid of that flap. Come on, girl. I do not have flap. Okay, five, six, seven. Hey, come on, count them. You're looking great. Oh, this guy's worse than a tell of the hunt. Hands over your hips now. Come on. Try to reach that ceiling and stretch, stretch, stretch. <laughs> Oh, hell no. 
Forget it, Buster. I'm cool. <coughs> no more exercise for me. Oh, Vicky, would you use your magnetic personality and get me that can of soda, please? Use my magnetic personality. Sounds empty to me. He's still waiting to go to school. To keep her husband's interest. Oh, come on. Well, wouldn't you appreciate a lovely wife, Jamie? Not at my age. I'd rather have a hamster. <laughs> so she's doing jumping jacks. I don't know how many she's done. But by the time the... the this is not a Richard Simmons. This is like a Richard Simmons on speed. Because he's like, okay, now we're going to do 100 sit-ups. Go fuck yourself, sir. No. <laughs> Joan turns off the TV like, no, I'm, I'm done. Nope, nope, nope. Calling him Attila the Hun. And this is just a workout thing on the TV. So she's like, Vicky, use that magnetic brand personality to get me that soda. She takes it, and of course it's an empty can. When Jamie comes in, I swear for a second I saw his butt backpack and thinking, what, hey, is he not left for school? No, it's the end of the day. And Joan starts telling him about, oh, don't you want an, an attractive wife that'll keep her figure? Or So she's doing that. Joan's doing this to keep Ted happy, like, so he won't, like, stray and look at other women. This is such a, I don't like this. And <laughs> Jamie tells Joan, like, no, Mom, I'd rather have a hamster. So... Ted drags his ass in the front door, and he just looks down, like, oh, man, what the fuck happened? Another deal with the brand, to have to deal with Brandon Brindle? Ugh. Apparently he's in this episode. We had a Brandon-free episode just recently, and now we got to see his fucking face again. Ugh. says I have the measles. Oh, fuck. What? Relax, Joni. You've already had the measles. Jamie's been immunized. And immunized? And a robot can't get anything. Not even a cold. So I you didn't have the... <laughs> Look at my eyes, honey. They're like two raw eggs with ketchup on them. Yeah. <laughs> Vicky, would you fix your dad some hot tea and honey for his throat? Forget it, Buster. Him pooped. More <laughs> exercise for me. Vicky, you better go make dad the tea before he exercises your plastic behind. Oh, another spanking joke. Got the picture. Oh, honey, I am so sick and so weak. Is Bobby gonna take care of baby Teddy? Ew. She will. Now, baby Teddy, lie down, and Mommy will get the thermometer and take the baby's tempy wimpy. Okie dokie. Ew. I think I'm going to barf you, aren't we? Ugh. Ah, here we are. Uh. 
It's not the kind that goes in your mouth. I suddenly feel so much better, I can't tell you. <clears throat> Ew. So, yeah, he comes dragging home, and he is, like, acting like he's on death's doors. Like, apparently, the his job's doctor or physician gave him, him an examination. When he was saying, like, he just feels really weak, and he's just sore throat and this and that, I'm like, oh, he's got, like... Um, upper respiratory infection. I don't freaking know. Because I'm recovering from <laughs> upper respiratory infection. But he says he's got the fucking measles. Jones already had it. Jamie's been immunized because, you know, he probably got his MMR vaccine. Or maybe not. I don't know if that was. Anyway. But he's been immunized. And Vicky's a robot, so she can't get it. So, he's all like, oh, but mommy, take care of baby Teddy. Oh, it's so fucking gross. I get that Jamie's like, I'm not into whatever this is. Gross. So, she goes, gets a uh, (laughs) temperature taker. That's their problem. (laughs) And and he opens his mouth. So, she's like, oh, it's not the kind that goes in your mouth. And he's like, oh, I'm feeling better already. Like, I thought he was going to pull his pants out. I'm like, okay. Wait, really? No, we're not putting that in your ass, sir. Yuck. So, okay, there, we're, there's, we're almost six minutes into this episode. There's 16 minutes left. That's with credits. When the fuck does the bank thing come into play here? I've only had one episode that the... IMDb um, synopsis was 100% incorrect. I don't think that that would be the case with this. But then again, it could be, again, like I said, I don't see these episodes ahead of time, so it's anybody's guess. Let me guess. Brandon is there. Am I right or am I wrong? Let's find out. Oh, my gosh. He better not be at the door to better not be here yet. Oh, thank you, Vicky. That's nice. 
It's a little cold. Uh, could you make it hotter, please? Make it hotter. Ah, uh, great. Oh, thank you. No, you're going to burn your freaking mouth. It's a little weak. Uh, could you make it stronger? Boy, this guy's worse than Attila the Hun. <laughs> Another oh, damn. Oh, my gosh. What? Here. My wife won't let me in the house. Why not? Well, when I was over there and I told her I'd been here and Ted had the measles, she threw me out. She never had them. What happened to your hand? I was trying to get in through a window. She slammed it on my fingers. <laughs> I think I'm getting sick, too. I feel a chill. What are you going to do about a place to stay? No, oh, that's no problem. I already found a place. It's real nice. They'll take great care of me. Cater to my every whim. Where? Here. Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. No. Here's your tea. It's hot <clears throat> and strong. Oh, thanks, Ricky. I can really use that to warm my little tummy. Warm your little tummy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is... What the fuck is this? We're watching an episode of Ted being sick. Now we got Brandon who just moseys his ass on over saying, oh, I already had the measles when I was a kid. I look funny because my cheeks were puffed out. And Ted's like, Brandon, you didn't have measles, dumbass. You had the fucking mumps. Oh, my gosh. How stu You know what? Don't answer that. So he goes home because Ted's like, you probably got it from me. In fact, I'm infecting you even more the longer you stay in my house. So, Brandon gets the hell out of there. And then all of a sudden, there's another knock at the door. Brandon again. Bonnie kicked him out because she's never had measles. What the? Is this a... This has not a damn thing to do with a bank robbery. There's 13 minutes left. Is it just going to be in the last, like, two minutes of the episode? That's what they call it the bank job? I mean, come on, because now we're here we go. We're, we're, Ted's on the dang couch. He's got a blanket. I mean, that could be Ted. It might be Brandon. I have no idea who it is. Oh. I'm surprised that they don't have, like, chicken pox instead of measles. Why should I do any here? Good morning. 
How you feeling, honey? I'm not too good. Brandon, in this house, I am honey. <laughs> Sorry, honey. How's your hand, Brandon? It hurts when I do this. Then don't do that. Oh, you, well, you were asleep. The, uh, the, the bank called. Uh, they said that we're going to be overdrawn. You didn't deposit your paycheck yesterday? Well, honey, that was because it came straight home from the office because I felt so rotten. I feel rotten, too. I've seen your paycheck. Oh, well, I'll just drop by the bank and deposit. <coughs> oh, thanks, honey. It's over there on the desk. Oh, now, now, if anyone comes to the door while I'm gone, you wear those masks. I don't want you spreading all of your germs around, no, okay? Joe, no, Joe, you can't leave a man in my condition alone. Who's going to take care of me? Who's going to feed me? Who's going to give me my sponge bath? Ew. <laughs> don't overdo it, Brandon. I'll slam the window on your nose. <laughs> Two raw eggs with looks like they got chicken pox instead of measles. I mean, I've never had measles, so anyway. <clears throat> How they end up going to the bank is because Joan gets a call from the bank because they're going to be overdrawn on their account. They are literally living paycheck to fucking paycheck. And again, this is 87, so this is before direct deposit where Oh, Ted, you didn't go and put your check in the bank, so that way we'd have money. That is fucking sad, and that's 87. I mean, shit. Oh, my gosh. So that's how she was going to go to the bank and deposit it, but it's like it would still take time before there's money in your account. It doesn't just because you deposit it that day does not mean the money is technically going to be available that day. <clears throat> or maybe, I don't know, it depends. Gosh, when did direct deposit for work become available? I'm just curious. Because before it's like you bring in a check, and then that way they get that information, so your check will just automatically go straight to the bank. You won't even see it. You won't have to deal with that mess. But no, I do remember when I would be getting a physical check, and I would have to sign and all that stuff. I mean... It's just how it was. So much more convenient now. <clears throat> but she was going to take it to the bank, but it looks like she's going to have the kids do it. Like, okay, um, 
did they sign? Did he sign the check? Because that's how you would have to endorse it. Um, I guess you don't need to bring ID with you because they're just like, hey, this is my dad. Here's his check. Uh, sure, kid, whatever. <clears throat> so that'll be interesting to see how this goes once they actually get down to the bank. Uh, Brandon just uh, uh, cannot stand his ass. They could have just left him outside to suffer with the measles. It would have been fine. All right, so let's see how this bank job goes down. There's 10 minutes left of this episode. A giant ass elevator. Vicky, wait here while I go deposit Dad's check. Wait here. Oh, jeez. Let's go over to the ATM. Installing money machines never worked right. I can make it work. Santa, how would you know how to do that? That's how my father fixes the stereo and me. What? Okay, whatever. Oh, I thought that was an elevator. We're doing a lot of banking together. You'll be putting all of your money into our joint account, and I'll be spending it. Harriet, there's a fine line between wishful thinking and total insanity. You've just crossed it. Next, please. Excuse me, kids. Hey, you can't do that, lady. My man has a very big deposit to make. Well, I have a very big withdrawal to make. Hi there. Hello. Hi, may I have some money, please? Oh, certainly. How much? Everything you've got. What? This is a hold-up. <laughs> Shit. You heard me, fella. This is a hold-up. Give me all your money you got back there. Sure. Right. You got it, lady. Stop calling me lady. You're welcome. Anything you say, ma'am. <laughs> Just take it easy. We don't want anyone to get hurt now, do we? Just take it easy. Here's your money. All right, everybody in the back room. Let's go. Move it fast. No, you three kids stay here. Come on, move fast, fast. Okay, kids, up against the wall. Keep quiet. Don't make me nervous. I'm new with this. I heard you, lady. My boyfriend here is an expert in karate. He has a black belt. She's only half right. I do have a black belt, but all it does is hold up my pants. <laughs> Is it? This won't even cover the cost of my pantyhose. There's more money over there. What? I said there's more money over there. Good thinking, kid. But how do we get it out? Like this. Want to be my partner? Here's a twenty for your trouble, cutie. <laughs> You're real cute, honey. You're real cute, too, honey. <laughs> no, no. You blew my disguise, kid. Now the cops will know I'm not just another pretty face. He sure makes an ugly woman. He's just like my mother. She doesn't shave her legs either. Ew. Did not need to know. Shucks. Just want to get the hang of this. The place is surrounded. Come out with your hands up. 
Do you hear that? He said, the place is surrounded. Pick up the money. Tell him I'm not giving up without a fight. Tell him I've got hostages. You've got hostages. Thanks. You're So what a bumbling dumb ass. This person comes up, this guy comes in dressed with a, in a blonde wig and a dress. Jumps right, I mean, Jamie's next in line. He's got his dad's page of an envelope. And the guy just, of course he's like, oh, give me all your money. And then when the guy does, well, he ends up hitting the, the bank teller, his the silent alarm. And when the guy gets the money, he's not happy because I was like, this won't even cover my panty, the price of my panty. I was like, the fuck? I don't know what to tell you, man. So he has the adults go into the back. And then Jamie and Harriet and Vicky, since they're kids, I guess they're just going to be put up against the wall. And this guy, this is his first time robbing a bank. Oh, sorry, I'm new at this. Like, jeez. So... Vicky shows him the ATM, she hits it, money pops out of it, and the bank robber has the kids pick the money up while he's negotiating with the cops. The, the cops, by the way, the one on the the megaphone, or whatever you want to call it, that is like the which, I mean, I get it, you want to be calm, you're a negotiator, he tells Vicky to tell the cops that he's got hostages and everything <coughs> and all that. So, oh man, yeah, not not nothing at all. Like I thought he was gonna like take Vicky. Like, oh, if you shoot me, you're gonna shoot the kid or something like that. Or using Vicky as a shield. We haven't gotten to that yet. If that's even gonna happen. But Ted and Brandon are at home watching the game. My guess is the news is gonna come on and say that the bank is being held up by robbers. <clears throat> or robber, because there's only one of them. A minute to play. You can see who won on the 6 o'clock news. What? This is my house and my TV. Yeah, but I'm your guest. Well, only because you forced yourself on us. I did. I did not. You did too. I did not. Do not. <laughs> hey, now, what's going on in here? Well, I'm trying to watch a ball game, and he wants to watch some idiotic rerun. Gilligan's Island is not idiotic. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it off! Really? Listen to you two, grown and acting like babies. No, I know, sir. You started it. Give me that. Will you give me There'll be no more TV for either of you. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. A robbery is in progress at the Elm Street branch of Second Citizens Bank. There are unconfirmed reports that customers, including three children, are being held hostage. Now, Tony, that's our bank. We'll interrupt this program with further reports as they come in. We now return to Gilligan's... Jamie and Vicky are in there. So is Harriet. We gotta get down there. Come on. Uh...
so they're watching the football game and Brandon's like, oh, I'm your guest. We should watch Gilligan's Island. And they're fighting over the remote and Joan's like, can you both knock it the fuck off? You're both sick. Brandon, go the fuck home. You don't need to be here. I don't give a shit if your wife has not had the measles. Just go home. Like, why the hell are you? So, when she goes to turn the TV off, of course, there's the news broadcast saying that the bank they go to, that Jamie, Vicky, and Harriet are at, is being robbed. And we got to get down there. And when Ted and Brandon go down, you know, they got their doctor's masks on, which look really not that different than when in 2020 we all went on lockdown and when you could go out, you had to be covering your face. And three years later, you know, we're not doing that as much, but you still do see people wearing masks just with it being cold and flu season. And so, you know, these cases are still popping up and everything like that. Because they got measles. And apparently the cops have never had measles because they're treating it like it's something worse than, I mean, obviously, I don't know much about measles because I've not had them. I had the vaccine, but the MMR back in the 80s, but I can't imagine. It's probably going to be very, very horrible. And going back to... The robber, who, of course, the police want to know, he's the police are calling into the bank, and Vicky's answering because the police want to know, okay, the robber, what's your demands? You got hostages. And he's like, oh, I want a getaway car and some red low-heeled pumps. It doesn't say anything about money. It doesn't say anything about I want a plane to some foreign land or some place to get out of the country. None of that shit. So, and then he proceeds to say, you three are coming with me because you're going to be my ticket to not getting shot. This episode is just really, it's like one and done so fast within five minutes. It's not even, it's it's laughable that how, how bad that, I mean, I didn't expect episode of the week. I didn't expect different strokes bank robbery level episode with Small Wonder. I didn't because none of these are even remotely close to that. Even the chewed out episode from season two or the first episode of season three with the Woodward and Bernstein with the girl who was kidnapped by her father and everything like that. I mean, not, this doesn't even come close to that. But because Vicky can grab things that are metal, well, use your magnetic personality on the robber, Ted tells her once they're all outside of the bank. And she takes the gun from the robber. And then now that he's unarmed, the police can take him into custody. And that's basically how the episode... Well, yeah. And the fact that Harriet's like, oh... I promise I won't say anything to anybody, but will you tell me that you love me? And he's like, oh, Harry, I'm not doing that. She says, Jamie, I promise I won't tell anybody. She basically, like, backs him into a corner with this. So it's like, girl, 
<clears throat> he's like, if we don't live to see tomorrow, just say it. Just say it. Just say that you love me. He's like, ugh, love you. And then she's like, oh my gosh, world, did you hear? He said he loved me. Like, girl, ugh. Uh, at least we didn't get, but I think we get Bonnie one more of this because she was already on um, the Hogan family at that point. I wonder when she comes back for this episode if she even remembers how to play Bonnie Brindle or she's like more nicer because she's become Mrs. Poole. I don't know. But yeah, that's pretty much how this episode ends. They disarm the guard. She disarms the guard. And the guard's like, why did that girl, that guy give his gun to the little girl? Like, who the fuck knows? And that, that's the episode. It's just, uh, 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 oh, yeah. And she gives him a 20 that the robber had given her, and then she pinches the cop's cheek. <clears throat> like, here's a 20 for your troubles or something like that. Like, eh, this episode was dumb. Honestly, it just was not good at all. He'll never take me, coppers. As long as I got these hostages. Answer the phone, bullhorn mouth. <laughs> I don't trust these rotten cops. I better keep an eye on them. Second Citizens Bank. We pay high interest rates, low mortgage rates, and hold hostages. <laughs> what are they saying? The rotten cops want to know your demands. Tell them I want a getaway car big enough for me and you three kids and a pair of shoes with low heels in red. Hey, more bank robbers! No! You're a fucking idiot! No! What'd you say? So we, we got the measles. We're contagious. Measles. Shit. Get out of here. Officer, it's our children in the bank. Oh, all right. That's different. You can stay here, but don't breathe. <laughs> Officer, you have got to go in there and get my little girl out of there. You can go back later and get his kids. <laughs> Take it easy. We're doing the best we can. Yeah, well, that's not good enough. All right, you give up now, or we're coming in with guns blazing. What do you mean, we? Would you give me that and get back here before I lock you both up? <clears throat> so quiet out there. It's making me nervous again. Jamie, just in case we don't get out of this alive, just once, tell me you love me. No. Harriet, what can it hurt? I won't tell anybody. Yeah, right. Oh, all right, Harriet. I love you. You hearted world! He's crazy about me! Get the phone. Hello, hostage speaking. What'd they say? They have your getaway car. Also a pair of low-heeled brown shoes. Brown? It's going to clash with my purse. <laughs> I asked for red. All right, get over here. We're going. You lead the way. Us three, got to stick together. Got it? Got it. Stick together. Let's go. <laughs> oh, there she is. I mean, he. I mean, what is it? 
Damn, that dude. Are you alright? So far, Dad. Listen, you don't need the kids. We'll go in their place. Right, Brandon? Right. Hey, he'll go in their place. <laughs> no deal. As long as I got these kids, the cops won't touch me. Officer, please do something. Lady, the man has a gun. We don't want the kids to get hurt. Maybe I can do something. Vicky, use your magnetic personality on the robber. Great. My kid's life is in danger. He's running a charm school. Use my magnetic personality. What the heck is that? I don't believe it. Come on, get him, get him. He was just nervous. I mean, wouldn't you be nervous wearing a bra and pantyhose? <laughs> you got the money back and the robber officer. You, you did a great job. A great job. Here's a 20 for your truck, cutie. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the bad seeds so far of this season that I've covered in these 12 episodes. The Bad Seed, definitely a favorite. Um, let me see. Read My Lips wasn't bad. Um, Just looking at um, the first episode of season one, Word, Word, and Bernstein. I liked that one. Every in the Pool was okay. Um, some of them were just fucking stupid, like nobody's business. Bride and Groom, ugh. Who done it? Another Jessica episode. The promotion was kind. Of... Loss and Horror was okay. It was all right, but not the greatest. So, oh, <laughs> speaking of, here's where we get to open up 2024 with a shit, a shit episode. Episode 13 of season three. Ooga Mooga. The Lawsons perform at a lodge fundraiser. Fuck off. This sucks. But at least in February, we get here today, gone tomorrow, where Vicky gives a bank computer data. Gives a bank computer. Shouldn't there be a comma here? Gives a bank computer, comma, data that Ted is dead. Wait, February looks good. Um... Bye-bye Brindles, the Lawson's plot to convince the Brindles to move. So I'm just kind of going through what will be <clears throat> for next year in 2024. For sale by robot, Vicky accidentally sells the Lawson's house. That one sounds interesting. Ronald McDonald house, that's another one. So we got January, February, March, April, May. So we'll maybe get a serious, probably the last serious episode of the season. Ronald McDonald house. Jamie stages a play to help a boy cope with leukemia. So that'll be our last serious episode. Uh, the Russians are coming. Vicky competes with a Soviet robot. Wonderful. That's in 1988. Yes, we are going to be walking into... <clears throat> the last episode of 87 is in January. The Ooga Mooga episode. I'll drink to... Oh, here's a fun... Uh, Fernwall, we get to see Mrs. Fernwall. Gosh, it's been a while, hasn't it? I'll drink to that. <laughs> Episode 19. 
Due to Vicky's mishandling of terms, child services officer Mrs. Fernwald thinks Ted is an alcoholic and threatens to take Vicky away unless he joins AA. Now that I want to see. Uh, Big J the DJ. Vicky imitates Lyle Elzato. El <laughs> that sounds like Harriet Olsen from Little House on the Prairie making, trying to pronounce Elmonzo's name, calling him Zeldamo. The rock band. Jamie forms a rock band in item. Oh, Jesus. Brandon's fucking sister? We gotta deal with this bitch? Well, of course, Bonnie's gone, so we gotta have someone to replace her. Someone's this <coughs> just as annoying as fuck. Ugh, goodness. Ugh. She has amnesia. Why the fuck do we care? <laughs> Is this our first time meeting this lady and we're supposed to give a shit that she has amnesia? Oh my good grief. Um, book it. Episode 22 of season 3. I'm, I, I never got to do book it as a kid because apparently I wasn't old enough. <laughs> I did not uh, miss that. Jamie avoids reading a book for a school assignment. No reason, I'm sure, just because he's fucking lazy as hell. Not that he has anything against the book itself. Like, oh, it's wildly inappropriate. Of course I don't want him. No, 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 no. <coughs> and I do apologize for the coughing. Again, uh, as I said, I'm actually recording this in mid-December. Christmas is like five days away from today, and I've been dealing with an upper respiratory infection. Safety first. Episode 23, season 3. Brandon claims injury from Vicky's Heimlich maneuver. <clears throat> Can this man just die in a fire? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ugh, I just I, I can't deal with it. And when I say man, I mean the character. I don't mean the actor. I mean the character. Here's how we're going to end season 3 next year at the end of 2024. Jamie starts an answering machine service for his friends. Wow. Yeah, that outdated piece of technology that we don't have anymore. <clears throat> so, you know, I'm just, I'm going to go through season four and just let's, let's go look at this and see what we got coming up for 2025 and 2026. I don't think, honestly, that I'm going to draw out the podcast to 2026 because um yeah i'm not doing that so odds are we'll see we'll see maybe 2025 divided we stand the men and women camp separately double dates episode two jamie harriet and vicky have multiple dates episode three the gang's all here jamie and vicky join a gang uh episode four i cannot pronounce this Rashomon, Rashomon, uh, Burglar Strikes Lawson's at a Health Resort, Episode 5, Lawson's Plane is Hijacked and Come Fly With Me, oh my gosh, isn't that, that's an episode, that's Season 6, Episode 1 of Full House, <clears throat> Love at First Bite, Bite is spelled B-Y-T-E, Vicky falls in love with a computer program. Didn't you fall in love with a robot, like, in season one? The Sheik. 
Episode 7, a teenage sheik wants Vecchi for his bride. Episode 8, togetherness. The Lawsons and Brindles compete on a game show. That maybe could be interesting. My favorite Martian, Brandon sees Vicky's hologram of an alien spaceship. That season four seems like it is very Brindle heavy, like beyond Brindle heavy to the point where he's in every other episode. No Laughing Matter, episode 11, Vicky leaks nitrous oxide Jamie teaches for a week. Hmm. Makes me think of that episode of Boy Meets World where Mr. Feeney had Corey teach for a week. On the Anne Frank book. <coughs> Tag You're It, episode 12 of season 4. There's a chance. There's a chance. There's a dance at Jamie's school. When isn't there? Wherein the girls get to ask the boys out. Jamie's hoping that a girl he likes will. If this is a Jessica episode, I'm going to smack this character. Jamie trying to get him to bring her to the Harriet is chasing Jamie to try to get him to bring her to the dance. Eventually, she does so to get... What? What? He tries to get enough demerits. Demerits? I thought he was in public school. What's a, Where's this demerit coming through? Um, I'm guessing the girl in... Oh, my gosh! Cratchit. Marsha Wallace plays Miss Cratchit. I guess she's a teacher. Donna Graham is played by Shonda Whipple. So this is the girl. I'm guessing maybe that Jamie might be interested in. Who the hell did she play? Um, She was someone named Trish in 91. Um, oh, oh! Oh, okay, yeah, I know, okay, I know, I know who, okay, yeah, she was in, oh, who's she, Colleen, let me, okay, I gotta look this up, this girl's been in some stuff, oh, she was one of those, uh, one of those, uh, bitch girls from Back to School Blues and Full House, she also played in Carol's Carnival Season 6, <clears throat> where some girl that Ben dates for an episode and Carol's like on a date with his her older brother from Yale or Harvard or wherever the fuck. Um, this episode and I haven't covered it. I want I do want to get back into watching uh covering Growing Pains episodes. It's been it's been years. It's uh, Honestly, I think the last time I covered an episode of Growing Pains would have been maybe in 2019. Because, or maybe 2020. But this episode, Carol's Carnival, you can see Tracy Gold's anorexia is really physically destroying her body. And it just breaks my heart to see that, just how bad it got. She was in an episode of Punky Bro. This girl, this Shonda Whipple. Gosh, this girl's been in a lot. Uh, oh, she was in like two episodes of. She was in two episodes of Little House. She played a character named Tammy. This is interesting. So, okay. <clears throat> 
Tag, you're it. It's all about going to a dance. I really thought, I I think season three is the last we see of Jessica, which, thank the Lord. Uh, 13 of season four of The Jailbirds. Jamie and Vicky are arrested for spray painting a wall in its owner's 60, do 60 fucking dollars shirt. What the hell is it made out of? Rags to Riches, episode 14. Vicky and Jamie invent a cleaning solution. Another of Jamie's get-rich-quick schemes. Episode 15 of season 4, Radio Days. Jamie produces a radio play about World War II. <clears throat> this is back before the internet, so he probably had to get his info from either World War II vet veterans, um, maybe... A grandparent, um, encyclopedias, uh, National Geographic, this, off the top of my head, I'm just trying to think of, like, what resources we had back then, because this is, this is the beginning of 89. <clears throat> Episode 16, Kittograms, Jamie starts up a singing telegram business, oh my gosh. More about LES, LES is L.E.S. is back, and despite Ted's assurances that the rogue AI program has been rendered harmless, it comes back in a big way by possessing Vicky's body as its own. What is this? What is L.E.S.? This isn't Vanessa. We do see Vanessa later in season four, but this isn't her. What the hell is it? <clears throat> I, I, I'm interested to see what that is. Oh, wait, is this the one that they were trying to take Vicky? Some, like, <clears throat> rogue computer program people were, like, trying to take her and, like, show her off to the world or dismantle her or some shit. Oh, speaking of Vanessa, here we go. I think this is it. This is the one. Episode 18, Hooray for Holly Weird. Ted's right. Yes! Yes! Oh, my gosh. So far away, but still, I'm excited. Yeah, doesn't she, I swear she, like, locks the Lawsons in a cell or something. Episode 19, Minnesota Vicky to land a new promotion with the boss, Mr. Jet. Again with this Mr. Jennings guy. He don't want your cell in Lawson. <clears throat> Ted invites him over for dinner and a playful game of pool. Until Jennings starts to starts betting the shirt off his back and a lot more playing against Vicky. Um, oh, is that the whole Minnesota skinny thing? I, I swear Jesse said that in an episode of Full House to Danny. I remember that. I think it's in Girls Want to Have Fun, season four. Um, this just made me think, where the hell are they putting a pool table? In their living room? Because uh, once there's another part of their house, like a basement, that we're not privy to... But they live in California. Would they have basements? Maybe. <clears throat> Apparently, Texas doesn't have basements that I, I don't think they have. Yeah, and Florida doesn't have basements either. Uh, Vicky Doolittle, when Jamie installed, that's episode 20 of season four. When Ted installs a new language translation device, random access, multiple concurrent linguistic you know, somebody, whoever watched this episode, wanted to get it 100%. Correct. Random 
access multiple concurrent linguistic and analytical sequencer <clears throat> indicated in, in it enables her to understand any language including animals like the boss's dog mrs jennings forces mr jennings to fire ted when joan balks at doing uncredited work for an affair what the fuck are you talking what the fuck are eliza jane is back as mrs jennings ricky superior boy with front is this jerry's jerry superior's brother Yes, it says brother Jerry Superior. That's going to be interesting. We have boy with frog, boy with duck, dog expert, girl with mouse, and Waldo the parrot. Pet music. Oh! You mean Gar the voice of Garfield? No, that's Lorenzo music. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. Episode 21 of Season 4, The Tattletale, a gossip reporter reveals Vicky's secret. Okay, so that is going to be interesting. Howard <clears throat> the Lawson's going to, I mean, and it's so close to the end of the show's run. The Strike, Episode 22, Ted's union strike inspires the whole family. Union? His computer robotics company has a union? Interesting. Episode Season... Episode season. Episode 23 of season 4. See no evil. Her sight failing. Vicky cannot identify bike thieves. And the final episode. This is how they chose to go out with a shit bang. Because it's not even really a bang. It's more like a quiet fart. That <coughs> you couldn't hear it, but you can smell it. Thy neighbor's wife. Joan poses as Mrs. Brindle to impress a businessman. Fuck yourself, writers. What the hell is that shit? That's how you chose to go out? Shame on you all. Shame. Not every show is going to end with it being all buttoned up and wrapped in a bow. I get that. But that's shit. That is... A pile of dog shit that's been laying out in the sun for weeks. Weeks. And it's just a white pile of shit. That is what that is going to be once I get to that episode. Holy crap. <clears throat> so if you uh, listen to me rattle on about these episodes and you're still with me, have a good... Uh, what's left of 2023 and I'll see you in 2024 with Uga Muga episode 13 of season 3 Bye, bye bye everyone